0: Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
1: Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. As football continues to approach in the regular season, not that far off. It is a gorgeous Wednesday in New York City. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN U. Chris Carlin filling in for Greeny today, as always. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. And all guests appear via the Goodyear Hotline and You can be a part of the program at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We will get to some football in just a little while, but we begin today with some baseball and the ongoing saga slash entertaining story of what has been the New York Yankees season. It has been off the charts in the second half of the year. This is Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, my friends. 28-9 and 9 in the second half of the season has been absolutely outstanding. A team that looked just flat out dead, barely three games over 500 at the All-Star break. And now they have taken control of first place in the American League wildcard. They are four games back in the American League East in the loss column. And they are five up. In a wild card spot, the one or the two in the lost column. But despite the fact that they have won 11 in a row, all is not well. And the problem stems from the back end of this bullpen. You know, the Yankees have been so, so good of late, but it's really been about their pitching, first and foremost. They've been outstanding in the second half of the year with what they've been able to do. They've gotten more timely hits. You can focus on the big trades, on going and getting Anthony Rizzo and Joey Gallo if you want, but it's been a lot more about what they've been able to accomplish with their rotation. And even their bullpen has performed well, but now they have got problems. And the primary problem is named Aroldus Chapman. Exactly what is going on? with one of the most dominant closers in the sport over the last several years. Because right now, he looks like he's in that prison hole from the Dark Knight Rises, looking up like he can't find his way out of it. And quite simply, cannot throw a strike right now. Here's Aaron Boone on his bullpen situation at the moment. Is it closer by committee? We just
2: want a big game, and a lot of people are doing a lot of great things. So we'll figure it out for... uh... We'll enjoy the off day and try and get some rest tomorrow and and go at it Thursday.
1: Yeah, you better. You better enjoy the off day. And listen, you're rolling, and that's great. But you've only got one more off day coming between now and September 22nd. And that includes a stretch of 20 consecutive games. Today is only the 25th of August. That's a month with one day off. Here's more from Boone on the bullpen. We've got
2: to figure it out, and, and the bottom line is a lot of people are doing some really good things down there, and, and Chappie's going to be one of them too, and we just got to continue to find ways to win win games, and it really is just a little bit of a all-hands-on-deck. Let's go find a way. Okay,
1: that's fine. That's great for the regular season. That's all very encouraging. When you've seen how they've done this year, and they have been able to rely – on a guy like Wandy Peralta, who is coming in a game like last night and bailed them out in a big way after Chapman walked in a run. Think about this. This is someone who has a fastball in excess of 100 miles an hour when he's at his peak. He's got a devastating slider at times, yet, right now, has absolutely no go to pitch and absolutely no feel for what's going on. I mean, he looked like a complete mess, sweating as much as it was. Listen, I get it, Atlanta's humid. It's not that humid, and that's me saying this. I sweat when it's 35 degrees, but this is somebody that just looked like he had no answer, and that, to me, when you couple it with Zach Britton being lost and now out for the rest of the season, likely, and potential, potentially needing uh, Tommy John surgery, your back end of the bullpen now looks like Wandy Peralta, Jonathan Loizaga, and Chad Green. All right, Loizaga's had a fantastic year. See somebody that you feel confident in handing the ball to in the ninth inning to lock down, oh, I don't know, the wild card game? Does Chad Green feel like that? The Yankees have 36 games left. This has been a fantastic story for them in the second half of the year. Fantastic. But understand this. While they now have the second best record in the American League, are tied for, they also have a run differential of only plus 48, despite being... What 22 games over 500 plus 48 run differential and 22 games over 500 and this week alone in three consecutive games they were a plus 18. So what that means is their margin for error outside of three games this week is not very large. And the back end of this bullpen is going to play perhaps the single most important part of their potential postseason success. I'm not going to sit here and tell you they have it locked up. They're in a comfortable position right now for the wild card. Need I remind you, it's one and done. So this entire second half of the year, for a Yankee team that all of a sudden has turned expectations around completely could all go for naught in just one game because you have no answers that are reliable answers in the eighth and ninth inning. Listen, Aaron Boone, one more time. got to figure it
2: out. And, and the bottom line is a lot of people are doing some really good things down there, and, and Chappie's going to be one of them too. And we just got to continue to find ways to win, win games. And it really is just a little bit of an all-hands-on-deck. Let's go find a way. That's a
1: manager – Actually, without an answer, and just saying, Let's find a way. It's all hands on deck. We got to make it work. He doesn't know what he's going to do in the back end of those games right now, even considering where they are. Wow. Wow. Good luck with all that. 888 say ESPN, 888 729 3776. Despite what has gone on, with the Yankees in the second half of the season. Are you ultimately concerned about where they are in the eighth and ninth inning? Our lines are open for you at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888 729 That's Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. In moments, we get more perspective on the story that has been the Yankees and the story that will be the Yankees moving forward, but also what changes do players want to see in the game? Very unique perspective coming up in just moments. If you haven't heard already, I'm here to tell you, the new Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G is life-changing. It's ultra-compact, but it makes a big statement with bold colors and hands-free videos. So get your Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G today at samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary, check with your carrier. The other big story in baseball, tanking. It's a problem. We'll address it with one of the foremost authorities next. It's Chris Carlin, in for Greedy on ESPN Radio and ESPN+.
0: Coming up today on Today and Gulick Jr., Jackson State head football coach and pro football Hall of Famer, Deion Sanders. As our countdown to the kickoff of the football season rolls on, Deion Sanders with and Angola Jr. Today at 5 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus.
3: Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder.
0: Greeny, the podcast.
1: Be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, ESPN Nation. Presented by Dr. Pepper, college football is back and so are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. All kinds of interesting stuff in baseballs we just covered with the Yankees. And we'll get into more of it right now. ESPN Major League Baseball reporter Jesse Rogers joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. Jesse, Chris Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. We appreciate the time, man. How you doing?
4: I'm doing great. Good morning, too. Yeah, I, it is a fascinating time as, as the pennant races heat up, and teams like the Yankees and the Reds get in the race, and the, and the Mariners uh, are in it in the AL wild card. It's 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 fun if you're a baseball fan. This is when it gets fun. The, uh, Joe Madden used to say, "September brings an energy of itself." Just just the idea that here's that final month, the final push for these teams, and we're we're getting close to September. Still another
1: week. Jesse, let's start with the Yankees. All right, they've sure. won 11 in a row. They're 28-9 since the break. But boy, the back end of the bullpen right now with oldest Chapman completely lost seemingly appears to be a big problem. What would be your concern level right now?
4: Well, if you can continue to out-hit your mistake, you might be okay. But th- th- there's definitely a concern level if you're thinking about October, right? That The run scoring is going to come down a little bit. You can't really bash your way to a championship. So they they do have to figure some things out, and while doing that, it's not like the White Sox have a 10-game lead. While trying to figure things out, they're also trying to maintain their place in the playoffs, the Yankees and the wild card, and also, of course, try to overtake the Rays. So um, they've got a little bit of of a cushion in a sense with this 11-game win streak and, again, this lineup, and and that's really what's propelled them. And that's interesting to me because normally it's really your pitching staff that's going to propel you a lot of the time but it has been their lineup since the trade deadline. So you have to give a lot of credit to Brian Cashman for what he did at the deadline and Aaron Boone for what he's doing in the dugout to be able to navigate around these bullpen problems. So a, a lot of kudos to that organization because usually a bad bullpen is, is, is a straight, you know, sort of way down the cellar, right? right. Down, down the standing, so to speak to the seller, but they've been able to navigate uh, around Chapman's problems and, everything else that's gone on in that pitching staff, especially the injuries.
1: The one thing I look at though is their record in two and one run games is absolutely absurd how good it's been. And I guess when you run into a situation like they've run into out in that bullpen, that's where I start to grow a little bit more concerned about a situation. So if you're Brian Cashman right now, is there any regret in not trying to add a little bit more to that pen? Not just assuming what's happened here with, uh, you couldn't assume what's happened here with Chapman.
4: Right. Yeah. And the answer is probably yes, because every GM around the trade deadline talks about fortifying the bullpen first and foremost. Rarely do you hear them just say in general, oh, I got to fortify my lineup. I got to fortify. No, it's, I have to fortify my bullpen. I have to, Add some uh, another layer of protection in case someone goes down because uh, especially from the left side, to be honest, with you know Chapman's a lefty because there aren't that many great left-handed relievers out there. So I he is probably kicking himself a little bit, even if it wasn't something you could predict. And that, because that's just how executives feel like I should have done more. I should have done more. A lot of times, if you have a really good team, you're 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 looking at the ways where you're you're going you're you're going to sort of um, be unable to get to 90 wins or una- you're finding the negatives rather than the positives. And, and maybe Cashman right now is thinking that way. Like I, I wish I would have seen this coming a little bit more in fortified, but sometimes it's hard to see uh, as you're, as you're fixing other parts of your game as they had to do with their offense, which is too right-handed and um, a little imbalance there.
1: Jesse Rogers, ESPN MLB reporter, joining us on Greeny. Chris Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Jesse, in the American League, what aspect of it has your most attention in this ra- in in this in these races down the stretch?
4: Well, I mean, it, it's kind of obvious with the Yankees coming up on the Rays. Uh, can they really overtake them for first place? I actually picked the Yankees to win the world series in March. Um, And then I gave up on them in the first half, (laughs) you know, I gave up on them. I was
2: asked
4: around around the all-star break. I said, no, I don't think they can do it. And I I even said like the trades they made are great, but it's, it may not be enough because they didn't do enough in their, on their pitching staff. And that's usually the way to win a championship. But then we see them reel off 11 in a row. And let me give you a Yankee stat. Um, about their lineup. You know, like We hear about wanting left-handed pitching, right? You, know, you can never have enough lefties in the in the bullpen. You can never have enough lefties in the rotation. The same is true in the batter's box. We don't, I don't think we see, hear this enough, but executives talk about left-handed hitting and how important it is. This season, Chris, 24 left-handed hitters and or switch hitters were traded. 24, that's a lot. Wow. Left-handed hitting is a commodity. Uh, Anthony Rizzo and Joey Gallo have changed that lineup. Before the trade deadline, Yan- the Yankees were hitting 224 against righties. After the trade deadline, that's up to 249. The, wow. the the Braves even just Jack Peterson. Before they traded for Jack Peterson, we're hitting 237 against righties. With Jack Peterson, 258. And it's not just those players that you trade for that make it. It's the trickle down effect. It's the stress you put on the pitcher. When you have a balanced lineup, talk to any manager. They love going lefty, righty, lefty, righty. And now Aaron Boone can basically do that. So this is why I'm liking the Yankees a lot more, despite some problems in the bullpen. They are so balanced. They are so balanced. And again, we just don't hear that enough, that left-handed hitting is such a commodity. Look at all those lefties traded. Schwarber, Rizzo, Gallo, Eduardo Escobar, Cesar Hernandez. We could go down the list. Billy McKinney was traded twice. He's not even a great left-handed hitting uh, player. Um, Odor to the Yankees. So that has been the key for them, and that's why I think they have a real shot at overtaking the Rays. But betting against the Rays, I think you do it uh, at your own risk because that team just is a machine despite not having a lot of star players.
1: ESPN MLB reporter Jesse Rogers joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. Jesse, uh, on the flip side, What do you make of the absolute collapse of the New York Mets?
4: Jacob deGrom, I mean, and and the other starting pitching issues. Uh, At the end of the day, that's really where championships are won or lost. Um, And I know I just said the Yankees have propelled themselves with a a balanced lineup. But most of the time, when you lose a guy like deGrom, um, it's going to catch up with you. It's going to catch up with you. And to me, that's where it's caught up with them even though their lineup has been inconsistent, it's been inconsistent all season. Remember, they fired Chili Davis. But the the starting pitching issues that stem from losing DeGrom finally caught up with them, in my world at least. And that that's why you see them them fall. I, uh, just like the Yankees, Chris, I left the Braves for dead as well. I was telling Passon and Buster only see, I told you the Braves were dead. Like, this was three months ago. I said, I, I picked the Phillies to win the division at the beginning of the year, which was an outside-the-box pick. For a while, that looked like a smart pick. They've come back down to earth as well. You've got to give the Braves a ton of credit. Without Acuna, they have gone off on this tear. Um, I think Alex Anthopoulos is one of the best executives in the game. He didn't give up on the season. He went out and got Solaire. He got Peterson. He fortified. Remember, they had injuries on their pitching staff that they've kind of uh, navigated around. What a great job by, by that whole Braves group. Um, I just didn't think they had it in them after Acuna went down. So combination of things going on there, that Atlanta organization really has shown them to be one of the best in baseball over the last few years. And that is showing up right now,
1: Jesse, what has happened to the San Diego Padres and is this just a be- a bad stretch or can the Reds legitimately hold them off?
4: I think the Reds can legitimately hold them off. I've been on this kick for a while now. I've been on a lot of the Padres zooms. I've listened to what they've said and I, We'll say it straight out. I don't like how Jace Tingler is handling things. Seemed like a little bit of a panic move, right? Firing the, the pitching coach. That's kind of what you do to, to try to shake things up. But, but it could also look like a panic move. I don't like the things I'm hearing. There's too much macro going on with the Padres. Um, I've mentioned this a couple times on radio shows around the country. That they, they've talked about reeling off 10 in a row. We know we can reel off 10 in a row. Well, when you're going bad, you don't talk about 10 in a row. You talk about one game, one inning, one batter at a time. That's what you, that's what all um, you know managers, experienced managers would be talking about. Drilling down to the micro and not the macro. And I, I feel like they're 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 thinking too big. Like this is slipping away, the division's slipping away. Obviously, we we need to win a whole bunch in a row. That's not how you should be thinking. So um, I said I was saying this before Rothschild was fired that I felt like something was going on there. And then they go out and fire their pitching coach in late August, a very unusual move. So I think that's, that's a snowball that, that is, is being unable, you know, sort of still going, like they haven't turned it around. And I, I have a feeling the Reds can hold them off and, and keep that position. The Reds fixed their bullpen a little bit um, around the deadline. I think that's helped them a lot. And I just don't like what I'm hearing out of San Diego. That, that snowball keeps on going the wrong way.
1: Jesse Rogers, ESPN, MLB reporter on the Goodyear Hotline. Last one, Jesse. You look at a couple of these teams. The Baltimore Orioles, they're just a complete embarrassment. They're not even a major league team. The Diamondbacks. How do you continue to justify having teams like this in a sport where tanking for a top draft pick does not necessarily get you uh, in a position to turn things around right away? The Orioles have been doing this for five years now. What do they do about this at this point?
4: Yeah, I mean, there's a new CBA being negotiated now, and that's one of the things. I mean, the players' union will look at these teams as great. I mean, the players' union actually, at the end of the day, loves the fact that the Orioles and Diamondbacks are are this bad in this moment. They don't love it over time because they're not paying players and all that stuff to be good, but they can hold these teams up and show the league, look, this is not what baseball should be about, right? Teams need to be a little bit more competitive than this. You, uh, they need to go out and sign some real free agents in the off season, and even some veterans to help you, you know, instead of a 38-win season for Baltimore, maybe it's a 58-win it's a season right now and you're at least respectable. So um, I, I think that's being negotiated right now. If you ask players, the number one thing they want in this new, new CBA is a way to make all 30 teams compete year in and year out a little bit more that's in-season and compete out of season in the winter as well for free agents and, 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 and better players in general instead of this, this you know, bare-bones roster that you, you go to battle with that ends up with a 38-86 and 86 record as Baltimore does. So that's the number one thing. The second thing is they want, they want pay, players to be paid earlier in their careers, and that's a whole other issue. But getting all 30 teams to be more competitive is number one on the players' list, and they can hold up these really bad teams as evidence that, look, you're not even trying at this point if you're Baltimore or a couple other teams. Um, And and even, you know, yeah, I mean, it's not just Baltimore and Arizona. There's other teams that are long, far out of the race early on, and that's where the players have a problem with it. Like, hey, at least try to compete a little bit more. And in doing so, you might sign some veterans that can help that thing along, whether it be production or leadership. And so that's all being negotiated right now, Chris.
1: I lied, Jesse. One more and that's about sure. something, an article that you just wrote that's, I, I think, really interesting and outstanding, the perspective of 20 players around the big leagues and what they would change about the game. And you asked them four or five questions, and whether or not the game actually needs fixing, I'm fascinated by the fact that came back 16-4, to 4, no.
4: Yeah, it's really interesting. You talk to people in uniform compared to out of uniform, meaning anybody that's in the dugout, even executives feel differently than the players a lot of times. And and, and look, Chris, you could understand that a little bit, right? When you're playing the game, you're not thinking about the length and pace. You're playing. You're locked in. Um, when you're battling at the plate or, or on the mound, you're not really thinking about the stats like the what's the batting average in baseball this year, right? It's the lowest of all time. So – I think if you sat down with a player and you spelled it out a little bit more than just a survey like I did, maybe you, 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 they would admit, okay, there are a little bit more problems. But in general, people in uniform get paid a lot of money to play this game. They don't really want to say negative things right, necessarily mm-hmm. about it. They, they just deal with it. But, but I do think there are some, some issues. If you, if you drill down, you saw you know, uh, half the players do feel like the length and pace of play is a problem and something you have to deal with. There are a lot of players that think um, the shift should be regulated. So maybe, you know, is the game broken was a a little bit too general of a question, but I wanted to ask it just to get a feel because if the answer was overwhelmingly yes, that would have been very interesting as well. But most of the players feel like, look, it's a good game. It needs some tweaks, but it's also a game that pays pays us a lot of money, so I'm not going to say too much bad about it.
1: Jesse, appreciate the time. Great stuff. Check out the article. It's on ESPN.com right now. Great insight as usual. Thanks, man.
4: Anytime. Take care.
1: Jesse Rogers, ESPN MLB reporter, joining us via the Goodyear hotline. He's brought to you by Samsung Galaxy. Shop the impressive Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 3 5G and Z Flip 3 5G at Samsung.com. I have to tell you, You heard last week that Major League Baseball was going to propose an idea headed toward the upcoming off-season with a collective bargaining agreement of having a floor at $100 million in terms of salaries and a cap at $180 million in salaries. It's not any kind of coincidence that it has happened this year where you have 12 teams in baseball with a uh, payroll less than $100 million. 12 teams. The Cleveland Indians have a payroll of $48 million this year. The Orioles, 52. I mean, there are four teams, the Marlins and the Pirates, also under 60. To me, this has a lot to do with baseball, and the players playing off one another. What do I mean? Well, you just heard Jesse. They want to have those chips in a bargaining session of we have to get that lower-end player paid sooner and paid more to raise these payrolls. I think this is playing into the hands of the owners in a big, big way, and... Uh, this coming off season, this work stoppage is going to be a butte, and if it's not, it's because the players once again caved into the owners. The owners are more than happy to have a hundred million dollar payroll as their base. How many do you think are going to be a lot closer to that than to the one eighty? You're going to have what? maybe four or five teams that are at 180 or go over it for the luxury tax at the very most. And then you're going to have a lot of other teams that are going to be happy to pay some younger players so that they're not exorbitantly paying older players. This is the owners setting them up a little bit by having this many teams under $100 million. Let them use that for their chip in a negotiating session. I know this is a little inside baseball, but I'll tell you what, at times there is a diabolical nature to the owners in Major League Baseball and in the NFL for that matter. And I honestly think that's what this is. This is feeding them material for their side, feeding them talking points for their side on a point that they're already willing to concede because they know ultimately it's not gonna kill them that much to have a payroll at $100 million, it's not. It's gonna hurt them a lot more to have payrolls that are well over 200 million and no, even if there are penalties, substantial ones that are gonna make teams change their minds. Tanking in baseball, Make no mistake, you've had a few teams here do it at an exceptional level. It's been impressive at how bad at sucking some teams really are, but there's all been a purpose behind it. Diabolical is a word that I feel like is appropriate, to tell you the truth. Before last year, some things were low on our to-do list, but life insurance can no longer be one of them, especially now. Your family is your number one priority. And if you're like me with a wife, you need to protect your family. My life insurance provides me peace of mind and it can do the same for you. Now that, you don't wanna just pay anyone for this, right? You need a pro. That's why you need select quote. SelectQuote has been around for 35 years. Over 2 million families have trusted them. SelectQuote comparison shops highly rated insurance companies like Prudential, Banner Life, Mutual of Omaha, and others to impartially find you, the company, with the best rates. Their technology quickly matches your individual needs with the best insurance company to find your best policy. And they do the bulk of the work for you so there's no excuse to wait on protecting your family's future. And you'll be surprised on how affordable a policy can be. Plus, quotes are free. Don't put it off another day. Get your free quote today. Call 800-881-6868. That's 800-881-6868. Or go to selectquote.com. That's selectquote.com. 888-SAY-ESPN is our telephone number. 888-729-3776. In just moments, we turn our attention to Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots and why one high-profile Patriot in particular better get the message. Greenie is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle auto, home, or motorcycle insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Chris Carlin for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus.
0: As a fan, this is amazing. This, this is know, the it time, is time of
1: the year. This is what we talked about. This is real, this man. Is real. This is
0: real. Are you ready? I ready. This is Bomani Jones, and I'm ready. This is pretty. The Jets are ready.
3: This is Sarah Spain. The Bears are ready.
0: This is Ian Simmons. I'm ready for football. Football is back, and it kicks off every morning with Keyshawn J. and Zubin and continues all day right here on ESPN Radio. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get five dollars off with code Eight Save. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza, better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast.
1: In 30 seconds, we get to your calls at 888-SAY-ESPN on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-729-3776 on Major League Baseball, on the Yankees' revival, but their real problems on what problems baseball has right now as seen by the players and the major issue of tanking in the sport. Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide, and you can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299. No contract. All on America's best network. Straight Talk Wireless, 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Chris Carlin, with you and for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. And all guests appear via the Goodyear hotline Right now, though, what's on your mind is brought to you by My Computer Career, training for a better life. We start with Gary in Pennsylvania up first on Greeny on ESPN Radio. Gary, you're on the Dr. Pepper call-in line.
2: Hello, Chris. How are you? Good. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Thank you. I'm calling about, you were mentioning baseball and a cap. I stopped watching baseball
4: in the mid-90s. I strongly believe they need a hard cap like
3: the NFL
4: to
2: create parity in the league that would
4: that would make the, the game so much better. You wouldn't have teams trying to tank because they always
2: have that chance to be
4: good and compete for a title. I mean, every year. Let's be realistic. It's always the Yankees, the Dodgers, the, the Red Sox,
2: and a couple a few other teams. I mean, that are the Rays, though.
1: Spend- see, the, here's the problem for owners, right? A team like the Rays. They consistently figure out how to do it on a low payroll. And they're in the World Series last year. I know it's a shortened season, but look at the year they're having this year. Yes, you're right. It's consistently those, but there are usually a couple of other teams in the middle and lower end rung when it comes to payrolls that are at at the very least in the mix.
2: Tracks are up and the other teams come in and swoop them with big dollars.
1: Yeah, well, look. You know,
2: that's the big uh,
4: start. Uh, I mean, look look at the Baltimore in the 90s and, and how the Yankees ravaged, them.
2: you know. Yeah. They're, uh, you know.
1: Listen, hey, the, hey, the they're, Orioles, they're, and thanks for the call, have had a terrible five-year stretch after a pretty good five-year stretch. But before that, it was, you know, 15 years. Before they had really done anything. Dave is in Minnesota up next on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Dave, you're on ESPN radio. What's up?
4: How are you doing? Baseball's always been number one with me, always will be. But one thing that always kills me is counts 0 and 2. The next couple pitches are way out of the strike zone. Now you start shaking off the catcher on 2 and 2 and 3 and 2. And eventually you're at 90 some pitches hmm. at the end of five innings and not even going out for the sixth. Now it leads to all those changes of uh, relievers. Bottom line is these pitchers, uh, starting pitchers, need to be more economical, and they need to uh, help their team out better by doing so. And this the is one is, the
1: Dave, things you that drag on. you don't want, them, a, on. Dave, them, you don't want them on, on 0-2 on. throwing cookies to people. You don't want them on 0-2 throwing pitches right over the heart of the plate to get hammered, and thanks for the call. That's an issue. I get where you're coming from. You want them to be more economical. Pitchers who can be economical are ones who are more prone to contact. And when it comes to analytics, that ugly, ugly word, contact is not something that they want from a pitching staff. It has always confused me so much as to why analytics in – In evaluation of pitchers and hitters, they look at strikeouts so completely differently. From a pitching standpoint, a general manager wants a ton of high strikeout guys on his team. Wants guys who are going to end up throwing a lot of pitches. That's what happens when you're a strikeout pitcher. And then at the same time, if you're evaluating your hitters, you don't care if they strike out. That's not a big deal. You don't care if they hit 207. And you find too many times that those kind of teams do not have enough sustained success. Now the one that comes to mind this year that's having a remarkable, remarkable success rate with that strikeouts to let's say run scored is the Rays. The Rays strike out more than anybody and the Rays score more runs pretty much than anybody. And that's off the charts amazing when you think about it. How is that possible? You know, you need to have guys who are gonna be able to make contact in your lineup and productive at bats. That's why you have teams that are so afraid of having pitchers that are ground ball pitchers or contact pitchers now. No, oh, no, 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 no. We don't want the ball in play at all. Boy, that winning success, that that's really fantastic. That's why you have to have a commissioner come along and try to protect teams from themselves by emphasizing the home run ball over the last few years. And now this year, we've got to go and overcorrect the other way. They just can't seem to get the right formula here. And I get it. I, I, I always compare it to what most people call just the most boring form of hockey they had ever seen in the mid-90s when the Devils started winning their run of three cups over their 10-year period. And they're playing the neutral zone trap, which has no offense in it whatsoever. This basically is what it becomes at times. You get so paralyzed by the numbers that it just ends up Doing a lot more damage to the popularity of the sport than anything else. I could talk about this all day in case you hadn't pulled. Greeny on ESPN Radio.
0: Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Plus. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.